What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. I'm super pumped and very honored. I have a special guest. His name is Daniel Hess. He is a published author of Just a Boy Blaming Himself, and he is the founder and owner of Two Tony Productions, and he is an award-winning, um, you're an award-winning producer, correct? Yeah, so, so oh. I've won an award, correct? <laughs> awesome. Well, okay, sorry, I didn't want to steal your thunder, but that's okay. why don't you introduce yourself and tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background and all these wonderful things, because you are accomplished some really great things so far. Yeah, uh, so first off, thanks for having me on the show. It's really awesome. Um, so yeah, so I started Two Tony Productions back in 2009 when I was still in college, and really didn't have much of a direction for it. Um, and kind of through the years, it's been through a couple of transformations as I've been through in my life. Um, and I've had the honor to work with a lot of different creative people, a lot of different talented people. And uh, my most, well, not my most recent, but a more recent short film that I worked on did win uh, an audience choice awards for a pretty sizable like art house film festival uh, back in 2019 so that was pretty exciting wow that is really cool you know i think i feel like as artists like some a little a little bit of an artist too you know the create creativity i think it's a, a lot of artists have a hard time with like the business side of things but it seems like you've kind of got a good balance going so can you tell us a little bit how you manage that because sometimes i feel like the creative side takes over and we lose sight of the business side so let us know, like, how do you, how do you handle that? Yeah, so that definitely is a, a big, hard part of things. Uh, I find that, especially over the years when I've done, like, music videos, it's one of the hardest things to sort of find a good separation of, like, artistry and budget, because, yeah. you know, you really want to do, like, something super creative and super original, but a lot of times, unfortunately, like, we're all artists and we're all like financially trying to make things work. So the budget usually isn't there for a project like that. Um, where I kind of found a lot of success early on when I really didn't know what I was getting into out in the world was I did wedding videography for a long time. Um, and that was, you know, a very crazy time in my life. Cause I mean, not only was I filming weddings, but I would have, two sometimes three other crews of people working the same weekend as I was out there filming weddings um and it was I, I made really great money but uh yeah. the burnout in that industry is very fast oh I got it was it was definitely tough but that's kind of where I found a lot of like success to sort of keep the business going or to keep the creativity going in a lot of ways Sure, sure. So, so you actually had other people working for you that you contracted out for your um, the videography for the weddings. Yeah. So, I like I said, I had about two or three other crews. So, about I think at the peak was about six to eight people that were like working as contractors for me at any given like time throughout the year. Um, so it was a lot of like managing and stuff like that. That's impressive. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. I mean, not only are you coming from a creative space, but you're also like, I actually have, a, I know other people that do like the, the wedding videography and I know that it is, it is like taxing. That's a lot of work because mm -hmm. not only do you have to deal with like the bridezilla, but just the time that you're there to catch all the footage and then having to edit it down. 
And so you were managing, like, that's a lot. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, you'd just be out there for like eight to 10 hours for a day, you know, oh uh, just yeah. grinding away. And uh, I always say it's, it's the opposite of what a wedding photographer's problem is because with a wedding photographer, you're like leading the day. But then when you do the editing part, you can kind of just like open up a bottle of wine, listen to some music, chill out, edit the yeah. photos. But with wedding videographers, it's the opposite. Like during the day, you're kind of just in the background. But then on the when you're editing it, you have to like laser focus on it. There's no real just like, oh, just hamming something together and listening to music yeah. and kind of chilling out. So, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it's tough. It's really tough. I couldn't imagine doing that. I mean, I like the whole creative process, but that's something that would probably be get a little tedious for me. I, I'd be like, squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you, things. <laughs> <Tiny> things. <laughs> you start, it starts to turn into like, you can almost set your watch by like what events are coming. Cause you've just seen them so many times. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. So tell us a little bit more about what you got going on in your production company today. So these days, uh, it's sort of a, I'm in a transition piece with everything. Um, I've moved away because before, like I said, I was doing the weddings and even like corporate videography. Uh, but now it's I'm fully embracing the creative space. And it's been short film productions uh, as I can do them, because a lot of these are kind of like self-funded and things like that. Um, and then right now I am gearing up pre-production like pitch decks for a feature film that I wrote this past year and uh, yeah I'm gonna start I'm working on the pitch deck now and hopefully by beginning of March I'll start being able to knock on some producers doors and seeing if I can't get some funding raised for it. So you know what actually I want to share something with you my cousin um, she's like she's a she writes scripts and stuff but she's like more into the horror film space her and her like production company did a short film called everything's fine and and they submitted to a bunch of film festivals they what they did was a um not kickstarter what's the other one the uh, other indiegogo yeah they did that and they actually did a really good job actually i'm gonna probably i'll send you her contact info so if you want any like direction or any help or anything i mean because they've already done it and they've they they've won some awards for their film i mean i'm not big into That's horror awesome. but but you know what? It's not. It doesn't hurt to like, like talk to somebody to get like some advice, especially if they've done it before, because they did like a whole thing. I remember seeing pictures. Uh, they were posting of like updates of them filming. What do they call that? I mean, when they have like the the camera on the tracks. You know oh, I mean? the like dolly. A, yes, yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> so, so they had that, and they actually hired a baby. I mean, they they, they did a pretty good job. So, but I mean. So I'll actually send you her content. She loves talking yeah, to other people do. in the industry. So they, they were successful at it. They raised a lot of money. So, you know, I'll definitely send you her way. So that is exciting. Are you looking forward to that? When do you hope to, um, once you get your pitch deck together, when do you hope to, hope, what is it going to be about actually? What What is your pitch? Can, do you want to share or no? <laughs> well, I don't have like my, my full pitch together. Um, but basically it's a, it's a story that uh, it's about a young couple that is dealing with it's telling the last day of this like kind of tumultuous relationship between a young couple and it's set uh in the 90s in a small town and so there's a lot of things that it's sort of tackling in it uh issues of just like feeling like you're stuck in a small town uh 
issues about like gender politics because one of the major things is uh the guy is is really dealing with like gender identity not feeling like he sort of belongs to one or the other um there's issues of racial tension because the main lead actress is of chinese descent in the story um and there's just you know so there's just a lot of things that's being juggled in the story and everything kind of like what we've been going through like i mean i think our the last year has been hyper focused around a lot of that so that's kind of like good timing for for something for like that to come out and i'm sure a lot of people could relate to that story so that's that's pretty cool i like yeah thank you yeah it's it's something that you know i i didn't think would get to that point and this is sort of my fifth draft into it um but as i've gone on it sort of evolved into this story and i'm pretty excited about it that's isn't that interesting when you start something and how often the 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 plot can change just like your brand how it evolves because i'm so i'm i'm experiencing that now like now that i've like my podcast has like done different like levels like you know came Mm -hmm. out it was just family friends now i'm getting more into like the like the professional artistic space and talking to people that like yourself dynamic individuals that are doing great things i love talking to artists that are able to create businesses around what they love to do so I'm I'm now at a point where I'm going to kind of like do another I'm going to be like do it, changing my brand a little bit to mm-hmm. upgrade it to where I'm at now. So I love the evolution. I think that's yeah. fun. I, I, yeah, sometimes it's not so fun because it can be a little painful. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> you got to you got to walk before you run, but we just want to run right out of the gate <laughs> like, "Woo, I'm in it." It's a Every marathon. Time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Like, that's what I mean. Like, I think people don't realize like you do. It's, it's, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And you really have to be prepared for that because you will, you, you have a lot of excitement at the beginning. And then I think the problem a lot of times that I deal with, especially is just, you start questioning yourself, you know, when you don't get like instant feedback from something or that feedback is not what you were expecting it's so easy to just kind of like shut down really quickly and sort of not uh not feel like what you're doing is worthwhile all of a sudden so i think that's that's a big thing that people should like realize when they're going into especially creative field stuff is that you know that's going to kind of come with the territory and it's a little scary putting yourself out there like for me um you know i started my whole i mean i've always been pretty creative but like I was a fashion designer, I start. I, I jumped into that like five years ago and I loved mm-hmm. it. I loved it, but it's very costly, very, I mean, it, it's, that was pretty intense. And I, and that was like my first experience stepping outside of like my comfort zone and be like, hello, here I am, I'm here, <laughs> you know? And you're like, and you, you, like you said, you question yourself like, oh my God, are they gonna like me? They don't like me. Are they gonna like mm-hmm. me? They don't like me, you know? And it's, and you come to a point for me, at least you come to a point where it's like, you no longer care because you're just coming from a place that you like, you're just, for me, it's just like, I just love, I love doing this. I love talking to people like you. I love putting it out there, whether someone likes it or not, I don't care. But so far, it, it, so far, no, so far I've actually like at least every episode, someone gets something out of it. And I mm-hmm. love getting that feedback and I love hearing from my guests like, oh my God, this, this person contacted me, you know, and I'm like, okay, so I'm doing, I'm doing good things. And I just, I like to have fun with it. So 
I, I'm not taking it that serious anymore, but I remember when I did my intro when I first started this. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was like, holy crap. I took me like, I had to like the recording, I probably tried to record like 10 different times and I drank mm -hmm. like a bottle, bottle of wine and I was like, I didn't realize how hard it was going to be to actually just start putting my message out there. So I, I, I get you, it is, it is a little unnerving, but I feel like that's where the growth happens. Don't you think? Oh yeah, I would definitely agree. I feel like the best times for me in, in life is sort of like when you're, when you're most challenged, you know, like when you're kind of pushed to a place that's like, it's a little uncomfortable, but like that's, that's those times when like, I think a lot of innovation happens in life. And I, I yeah. think you have to really like embrace that. Um, yeah. Cause like when I, when I got out of college, like I, I kind of went into it blind. Like I had a few contacts of people that I knew in the industry. Uh, but I mean, I got extremely lucky. I like, I knew someone who knew someone who was looking yeah. for a, a videographer and uh, I reached out to that person and they really took a gamble because like they didn't know me besides just knowing that person and yeah. uh they they kind of gave me my first real like job out of college and I'm, I'm still in touch with them i still actually work with the guy even now and uh it made a huge difference because like the the learning that i was able to take away from his experience you know helped me ten thousand times on the business side because sure that's the part I didn't know. And he had been doing it for about 10 years at that point. And wow. really kind of just every time we'd be on set, he would be like, you know, this is what I'm doing. He was a very transparent guy. And I, it's great. Cause you don't, it's unfortunate in a way, cause you don't always meet people like that out in the world, but he was nice enough to really do that for me. And I took what I learned from that and sort of started doing my own thing. And like I said, still working with him and stuff, but, yeah, it's, that's the thing. I think, you know, you really have to sit down and, and sometimes listen too. Cause absolutely allow someone to get, be your mentor. So you got lucky. And so that was great on him and God bless that. Per well, excuse me, I bless that person that helped you. Um, cause that, you know, you're right. Not a lot of people will say, Hey, you know, this is, you should do this or, or, or give you that direction that, we also desperately need. I, I would have loved a mentor when I started the fashion, like the, my fashion thing, because I invested a lot of money and it really didn't go anywhere. I love the process, but it would have been nice for someone to say, hey, you know, you need to slow down a little bit. Why don't you do this, like do this, this and this for your brand to be more successful? You know, we live and learn. We experiences mm -hmm. are part of like our part of what makes us who we are today. So, I, I mean, that's awesome. Let's change directions a little bit. Yeah. So you're a published author. And now let me tell you something. I love poems. I mm. love poems. I used to write a lot of poems when I was like in junior high, high school, outside of high school. And I even try to sit down now just to allow myself to flow. It's for some reason, it's not as easy for me now as it was many years ago. But you wrote Just a Boy Blaming Himself. And this is available on Amazon, correct? Yep. So tell us a little bit about what motivated you or your inspiration behind this book. Well, so it really started with just having the notepad app on my phone. And <laughs> what I would do is like if I was out somewhere or doing something or just anything, and I just had like a couple lines in my head, 
I would just pull my phone out and just start typing away. And the next thing you know, I'd have like a poem that was written. Uh, and I really had no aspirations to turn it into a book whatsoever. But as the years went on, you know, I'd find myself in like tough emotional situations or thinking back to like previous like rough patches in my life. And, you know, I'd write these things out and I would share them with like friends, either through like yeah. text messages or just messaging them on like an app or something. And they would always be like, man, like this is this is good. Like this is good stuff. And I'd always kind of brush it off like, yeah, I mean, I guess or whatever. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, something in me this past year, I think, you know, with everything that's been going on with the world and all that stuff really sort of like stirred that creative piece in me and uh i thought you know maybe i could like turn this into a book or collect these all i mean i i was sitting on a hundred plus poems that i had so i kind of figured why not and uh i found somebody who does like editing and he uh -huh. sat through and corrected any like grammar mistakes or anything like that and uh cool. got it together so did so you got this you publish this yourself mm -hmm. so through uh the amazon like kindle publishing program that they have <gasps> that's very cool so you're maybe motivating me to get my poems together but <laughs> i've got i i'm sitting i don't know i mean that this to put yourself out there like this is even like kind of it makes you does it make you feel vulnerable in a way but like i i feel like it's good because i feel like a lot of what i've been through in life like uh, especially with like previous relationships and stuff, it, it sort of turns into like almost a mental prison where like sure. you've, you've been through so many events with somebody, but you can't really like share that with anybody else because that was the one person that was around that with you. So yeah. it, it's vulnerable in a sense, but it also makes me feel like I'm kind of putting myself to people and they can understand me a lot better right. when they meet me. Um, yeah. So it's, it's been interesting because that's been the feedback a lot of people have given me like, man, like this is really like, you know, a kind of unfiltered, brave stuff to put out there. And I'm just like, again, I'm like, I guess so. <laughs> you, you know, I just sort of did it. Sorry. Do you feel a little liberated after after publishing this? Yeah, I, I definitely, it, it feels good kind of getting it out there. I, I think more than anything, it was sort of like a very cathartic exercise for me. And the fact that anybody gets anything out of it is just like icing on top of the cake, you know? Yeah, for sure. Do you have a favorite? Can we read one? Um, I really like, there's a poem in there called, that was You Were a Doll is what it was called. Let me see if I can find the page. You or a doll. Yeah, you were Bear a doll. with us, you guys, while you find this. <laughs> I, let's read something out of this book. Like I said, it's just a boy blaming himself on Amazon. Let's support Daniel and all of his great creative works and his journey because we all need support in life. And you never know what you'll find in here that you're going to love that you can relate to. So it's page 171. You mind? Yeah. You want to read it or should I read it? I, I can read it. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we'll get an exclusive. <laughs> okay, here we go. You, you were a doll. You were a doll made up from scrapped wood and metal shavings, splintered from the pieces that made you whole. You were a doll, 
devoid of diminishing thoughts that made you weep precious tears. You were a doll with a face that could never see things close, only distant objects floating by. You were a doll wanting nothing more than just to die, but life was flowing endlessly through your veins. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, that was beautiful. Thank you. Oh. Oh, so I received this last night and I can't wait to dive deeper into it and like just really kind of connect with you through your writing because I, like I said, I love poems. I'm, I'm a pretty deep person. I'm real bubbly and fun, but I'm, I'm a deep person. I, I, I get it. I get it a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, with that being said, can you plug everything for everybody? So anyone that wants to support Daniel, watch his journey and get the book, what have you, um, go ahead. Let us know where people can follow you, reach you, and, and just see what you've got going on. Yeah, so the easiest thing would probably be on Instagram for me, which is going to be uh, my production company page, which is at Two Tony Productions. That's T-O-T-O-N-Y Productions. Or my personal Instagram is at DanHess90. Uh, and then outside of that, you can find me on Facebook, just Daniel Hess. And uh, you can even reach out to me through email with Daniel at TwoTonyProductions.com. I'm always happy to chat to fellow creatives and artists out there anytime. Perfect. I'm going to put all those links in the description of the um, episode, along with a link to his book. Um, you guys, is there, is, you have a piece of advice or anything you'd like to share with the audience, anyone that might be going through this somewhat similar journey as you? Uh, I would say to anybody out there, if you're nervous about doing anything, changing careers or anything like that, it's life life is is tough but there's there's something out there that makes it easy and for me that's always just been the simplest answer which is you just google it (laughs) you know so so that's whenever i've had an issue googled it i mean when i wanted to publish this book i just i googled how to self-publish you know it's it's out there the resources are there you just have to really sit yourself down and take the time to, to look into it, you know? Oh my God. I totally agree. I mean, when <laughs> someone asked me and, and I, we're going to wrap things up here in a minute, but when someone asked me, I'm just like, you've, everybody carries around a mini computer in your pocket. Just Google it. Like yep, you have so true. an answer to any question you have. With that being said, Daniel, thank you so much for being a guest on my podcast. We're going to have to have you come back after you start making some waves with your pitch deck and everything that you want to do here coming up soon in the future. Of course. As always, you. you guys, this is your host, Deanna Kempel with Label Free Podcast. To live your best life, you must live label free. Don't forget to subscribe, like, comment, and share. And I will be back soon with some more dynamic guests.